Yes, who's back? Back again. It's Jake and Figgy. Tell your friends. Figgy, they couldn't get rid of us. Season four of Amazing But True is here, and we got nothing to talk about, right? Only an injury to our star closer, an injury to our leadoff hitter. Uh, my wisdom teeth were removed. Everyone's hurt. The biggest fan is hurt. The best closer's hurt. The new $100 million center fielder's hurt. But you seem to be in good spirits here on season four. I'm always in good spirits. Spring training is almost over. Opening days around the corner. We've got a lot to talk about. It's going to be twice a week this season, but this will react to spring training. All the injuries will debate the WBC. Is it good? Is it bad? Should they move it? What should they do? And we go through the promotions this year at City Field. It is the best year of promotions. We'll break down our favorites, what we like and what we don't. A lot to do here on the debut of season four of Amazing But True from the New York Post. And it's coming up next. Queens, New York. Mets take the field. So amazing. Amazing but true. Orange and blue. So amazing. Here's the pitch. New York, folks. It's out of here. We got you. Do you believe it? Do you believe in miracles? Yes. So don't sit here and call out the players who are busting their ass trying to win games. They teased no, they, us. They teased themselves. They're teasing us. They didn't tease they you. Sweep. No, look at my brass cojones because I throw the ball. You like that, Spanish Academy? You can't talk the talk and not walk the walk and then expect everybody to be okay with it. That's all. I've done enough scoreboard watching. The only scoreboard that matters is the one that's in front of our face. Next week is probably going to be an intervention. So let's talk about it next on Amazing But True. Ooh. Welcome, welcome, welcome back to Amazing But True, our New York Mets podcast from the New York Post, season four of the program. It's here. Jake Brown here, former Mets pitcher, Emmy Award winning analyst, and newly groomed Nelson Figueroa there, looking fresh. And welcome back to the show, everybody. Season four, we got lots to do here in the first episode back. I dropped a teaser last week. No guest today. We will go through later on the promotions at City Field. They're out, and there's a lot of good ones. We'll go through them, what we like, what we don't. We'll have guests. We should have a guest next week for the season preview show next Monday. Figgy will be twice a week. You'll be on the Monday shows per usual. I'll do the Thursday It'll drop Thursday, Friday, depending when the Mets series ends. We'll drop the second episode, a shorter one I'll do uh, with special guests. We'll do crossover with other Mets pods and a lot of cool stuff ahead. Figgy, we will be there Thursday. At, we should be there Thursday at the Mets new uh, the City Field food event. And oh, you're I'll so tell- excited. I am so excited because, listen, I got my wisdom teeth out Monday. And I never after this week want to have mashed potatoes or mac and cheese again. Like I have ate so much and I love Boston market, but I have had enough mashed potatoes and mac and cheese for a wisdom tooth lifetime. Like I am just mashed out. I am just mash me in the face. I am done. It's enough is enough. And I miss chicken parm. Boom. There's the first reference of the season, a dollar in the charity jar. And I miss food. So Thursday might be my introduction back into the world of food. I've missed coffee. Can't do straw because you get a dry socket. But uh, enough out of me. Let's talk about the Mets here, Figgy. Welcome back. I hope you uh, missed me. And also a program reminder, if you missed it on the teaser, home opener, live podcast after the game. Catch Astoria. 
We plan to start around 5.30, probably 6 p.m., let you get out of the traffic from the game. I'll be at the game. Will you be going to the game, Figgy? Yeah, definitely. Home opener, got to be there. I'll be there with none other than Bob Brown, 20 years in a row. We will be there for the home opener live pod. Special guests, so stay tuned for that. We can't have nice things as Mets fans, Figgy. I was a saxophone player. This guy is a trumpet player, Edwin Diaz. It's just an absolute travesty. And in the moment, I reacted angrily like a lot of Mets fans and wasn't even my true thoughts I tweeted about. In, and I said in a video, like, meaningless tournament, exhibition tournament. And it was just out of frustration. We'll start with the injury. It's a torn. The full title figure is full thickness tear of the patella tendon in uh, the right knee. And I had to throw thickness. That's what I read. And that's what I am. Thick thickness. So that was your nickname in high school, wasn't it? <laughs> the thick tater. The ch- <laughs> that was it. So first off the injury, let's break that down. Give it to me. What do you know about this injury? Is there a chance we'll be back? And what'd you think when you saw Diaz go down in a celebration of a win for Puerto Rico, who who you played for in the WBC, where he didn't seem to be celebrating that much? It, it felt like someone fell on him. Yeah, he is. Uh, he is not uh, the celebratory type in a game where you're supposed to win. That's how you should act. Is that you're supposed to win that game, and having won that game. It was just the opening round. It was to qualify to go to the next round. So there was no reason to celebrate, jump up and down, jump on anybody or get too uh, you know overwhelmed by it. Yes, it was great to beat the, uh, Venezuela and Dominican. Great to beat Dominican in that fashion. That's what you're supposed to do. You're supposed to feel like you're going to come out of that pool. It's a very tough pool as it is. You've got to feel that, have the confidence. And those major league guys who are the ones that you're counting on, you saw how they were acting. It was just calm, like, all right, let's, we won, high five, let's keep it moving. It's the younger generation, it's the younger kids who, you know, the watch me generation who wanted to be involved. They wanted to be in the picture. They wanted to be next to Edwin Diaz. So they're jumping on him so they could come out in the pictures next to him celebrating. Diaz wasn't really celebrating. He didn't want to jump up and down. You know, it, you get overwhelmed because now you have this group of guys who were on the bench. These weren't the players. This is the guys on the bench that came out there and his brother who jumped on him and, you know, Feet get tangled up. He winds up twisting the knee and goes down. And it was horrific. It was absolutely horrific to watch. Uh, I sat there and I was so angered by it because I've been in many, many uh, championship series, championship game uh, all over the world and in different places. And the first thing I always say is act like you're supposed to win. Now, if it's the whole thing, go nuts, go crazy. But you realize that there's a multitude of times that things like this have happened. The one that strikes me, the the most recent one that I remember, Kendrys Morales hits that grand slam, walk off home run, touches home plate and breaks his leg uh, celebrating just touching home plate. Um, that's one of those things where you're not expecting it as a player. You're not. You're filled with emotion. You want to live that moment. But Diaz kind of knew, hey, I struck out the side. We're done. We're moving on. Great. And it was the other guys jumping on him. And I just, I hate to see that happen um, to someone who, you know, this is an integral part of the team. And yes, there are bigger and better things like a world series, but they are playing playoff caliber baseball. 
And that's why everybody that wants to get involved stays involved and, and plays their their butt off for it. They're diving, they're sliding, they're doing everything they can to win ball games. Um, so you 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 don't hold back. You don't hold back. You play this game at the highest level for that reason, and you're competing in a national stage in playoff atmosphere of baseball. Miami has never seen crowds like this. Uh, they're not used to that. Um, it, they're it, used to the road fans outnumbering the home fans. So. Exactly, and and what you're getting right now is you're getting this this tidal wave of fan support. Whether it's you know for your team or for the other team, it's just constant roar. It's that constant energy that you feed off of, and these games, uh, you know, people are saying they're not important. They're you know what we lost our closer for the season, uh, quite possibly if he makes a miraculous comeback. I don't know if he's capable of doing. I don't know that we're way too soon to say, you know, if he can bounce back faster, if there's better rehab now. You know, I'm not one to say that. We'll see where he's at in six months. If we can check in with him and it's in September, he is able to throw a baseball and and get moving along for a month of throwing a baseball like spring training and be ready to pitch. Great. But he signed for long term. And I don't think they're going to rush him back per se, just to um, rush him back. But that's the thing. He's a reliever. Like he's only pitched one inning, but he does throw, you know, hundred miles an hour with stuff. Like if he could start rehabbing in September, mid to late September, can we just have this like pipe dream of world series game seven at one DS and the Trump, like the, the thought of it, you know, has me like in tears when I think about like a potential return in the playoffs, but is it realistic? The Mets have made it sound like we're not rolling him out. You know, he's going to fight like hell to, you know, pitch in the postseason. The Mets did as much as the story came out. They got him a nutritionist, a trainer. They got him a chef. I mean, you want to hook me up with a, with a personal chef too? I mean, they did, they rolled out the red carpet. They wheeled out the red carpet, I should say, because he had to leave in a wheelchair. You know, he'll get the wheelchair accessible parking spots at, at City Field at least. It's uh, is it realistic? Well, first things first. Where the reason why he got all those nice things? Yes, the owner has that kind of cash to uh, be that support system for him. But at the same time, he's not going to have to pay a dime of his salary this year if he doesn't play the whole season uh, or the majority of the season. You know, WBC has their own insurance policy on their players, and they also take insurance out on any player that they have. So you had insurance when you played. So when did you? No, not me. Not my not my meaning of this contract. Yeah. Hundred million dollar contract. Medicaid. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I'm lucky to, you know, I I still have to do a copay when I go. Listen, those guys, they're 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 covered. Their guaranteed contracts are covered. And they're that's what you're going to do when you have one hundred million dollars invested into something. You're going to take out that insurance policy just in case something happens. When David Wright was hurt, that's why nobody in the front office was rushing him back. Take your time. Go over the half a season threshold so that they're going to pay 80% of your salary at least. And it only they, and that was the Wilpon. So and they really the they were like sit out forever. We don't want to right. pay anything. <laughs> so now you see Uncle Stevie decide to, you know, say, "Hey, you know what? I'm going to reinvest that money that I'm not going to have to spend, but I want to make sure that he is eating right. I want to make sure he has the best of everything because if we can speed up the process in any way possible to get him back, I'm not going to sit back and wait for it. He was proactive with this and that's what you love from an ownership group. Figgy the document the 30 for 30 writes itself if he comes back and like it already writes himself that you know next man up with this team it's next man up and like these guys should be fired up to play for edwin and win for edwin win for diaz there should be you know you're not going to play have the trumpets come out for, you know to have timmy trumpet for david robertson or adam Ottavino, 
But like maybe there's a new song that the Mets do. And you know, the, the graphics team, the video team, they work so hard there at City Field. I was there last week. Figgy, the scoreboard is just absolutely massive. The pictures don't do it justice. Have to see it in person. You'll see it Thursday. It is just huge. A lot of construction still going. It might not be done till the eve of opening day. Like there might be some uh, some rust falling. Uh, there might be like a ladder. That's a union. Job. That's how the union works, right? The union works. Uh, they're gonna. I don't know if we're gonna be ready in time. Oh well, can we do? They're some legit overtime? working overnights, like twenty four seven. There, like it is cutting it t- close from you know what I saw last week. So we'll see. But next man up, and this team should be fired up. And I think they should use this as fuel and fire. And you know, we wish Edwin Diaz the best. And we, God, I drool thinking about him coming back in October. And to replace him, you know, David Robertson's probably going to be the guy. It's a guy who has 157 career saves. Figgy, he pitched nine seasons for the Yankees. He had 39 saves in 2014, which is crazy. It's a lifetime ago. It's nine, nine years now at this point, but has had success as a closer. Adam Adovino, our guy, our, our big New Yorker, our pizza fan, my fellow. God, I miss pizza so much. I've been my roommate was having leftover pizza and I was craving it. Actually, you know, it was a typical Jake. I put the shirt on stained water earlier today, leftover pasta. I have sauce stain saying I would show you my sock, but I don't want to put a Aaron Rodgers foot to the screen. Please, uh, I don't want to see any of your socks. You, you don't want to see that. You're not in a feet. Yeah. Yeah. There's a, so, a little uh, sauce stain on my stock. Sure. Sure. Keep the moving. Mets are stained. I'm stained. Everyone's stained right now all over the place. But that's who it is. But when you look at the depth chart, it's just it's tough because the middle relief really takes a hit here. And you're hoping guys like Drew Smith, John Curtis, who might make the roster. Now, Bryce Montez de Oka is having a good spring, but he's hurt now and he might miss some time. You're hoping maybe big drip. If he doesn't go in the rotation, it looks like it's going to be David Peterson. This is all roster stuff. We'll kind of break down more next week, but it looks like Peterson with another fantastic outing on Sunday is going to be the starter uh, to replace Jose Quintana, who's another injury. What do you, you know, are you worried here about the bullpen? Because it's, it's Robertson out and then, you know, other guys at this point, Brooks Raley. Yeah, honestly, it's a huge fall off no matter who it is, right? <laughs> You're talking about the Mets were so good at the the B team being able to compete with the A team. And that was one of the things you loved about the, the depth of this roster. Now, when it comes to your closer, there's no real fallback that's going to be able to shut down the game with that kind of certainty and that kind of regularity like an Edwin Diaz. Doesn't mean it can't happen. Doesn't mean guys won't step up. Doesn't mean that they might not go out and get a guy. But at this moment in time, there's no replacement that's going to give you that Edwin Diaz type feel when it's, hey, it's a one-run game and uh, we're turning it over to him. So, yeah, they're going to give those veteran guys probably the first crack if they don't go out and get a guy. If they do get in on the Britain, Zach Britton uh, sweepstakes, and they wind up signing him, that's great because they need a lefty anyway. You know, Rainey, Rainey is still down too as well. So that's another guy who you were counting on and he's hamstring strain. Uh, so you're probably looking at Britain being a, a big possibility with connections to Buck. You're going to have to get another arm. I mean, you're just going to have to get a closer type of their trade. There's no one out there. For you're going to have to at some point make a trade if you're serious about winning a World Series this year. Yeah, without a doubt. And I think uh, one of the things that you can talk about the WBC is that you've seen some arms that you would not normally see and guys who maybe aren't signed to big contracts or guys that you see that never heard of. Matt Harvey. I'll pass. I'll pass. Thank you, next. In the words of Ariana. <laughs> let's, let's dial that one way down. You know, that that's that's a huge, huge ask right there for him to come back. And, you know, I'd rather Big Drip get his opportunity to 
help the big league roster, be that long man, be that guy, especially early on in the season. Scherzer is one of those rare breeds who's throwing seven innings in spring training games and, you know, just laughing at, at his workload. Um, Verlander, you know, is that kind of pitcher as well. So you're hoping that these guys don't get too carried away with themselves because feeling like they have to do extra now to go deeper into games and to make sure that you're not having to use four or five bullpen guys to get six outs. Um, that That's something that, you know, you have to worry about as well. But I think resources are there. Resources are there, whatever it's going to take, you know, th- that this front office is going to get it done and ownership group is on board because, you know, their goal, like they said, from the beginning of this whole offseason is World Series or bust. World Series or bust, indeed. You're listening to Amazing But True, our Mets podcast from the New York Post, Jake Brown, Nelson Figueroa. Follow us on Twitter at Jake Brown Radio, at Figgy NY. Follow the show at Amazing But True. Subscribe wherever you get podcasts. That's Apple, Spotify, Stitcher, Google, Amazon. And subscribe to the New York Post Sports YouTube page. Go to that Amazing But True playlist, and you can watch full episodes of the show there. We'll put clips there. We'll start doing a lot more video clips this year from the food event. I might try out for the Long Island Ducks, where you'll be the pitching coach. They have open tryouts, so I might as well do a mock tryout. Maybe I get like the backup water boy position or something. The there's chicken- only one. Pro- there's only one problem with you, Jake. This is this has always been the problem with you, Jake. You, you seem to make things happen, good or bad. I mean, you you're able to manifest things. Your whole career in in sports radio, sports television, you've manifested it. Like you're big time now. You're on TV. You know what I mean? You got to dress up nice and everything else. I only get like twenty second nuggets, but. Whatever, I'll take a twenty piece hey, over. Nothing, that's more know? than most people get. Remember, there's a lot. What, twenty million people in New York City. Your face is on the television, brother. So congratulations for that. But the problem with you is you manifest things, and I don't know if you recall this, but I have you to blame for injuries in the WBC. Hearts, show them. You know, nobody get hurt in the WBC. You know, nobody get hurt in the WBC. You know, nobody get hurt in the WBC. Sounds familiar, Jake. You guys plan things behind my back that I don't know. Where was I in this production meeting? No, uh, no, no. When you did your the, the vagina monologue that you did the whole time vagina all by yourself. Monologues. All by yourself. And you stood up there and you gave this whole big to do about what you're going to do on Thursdays. You know, Jake Day. There's hump day. Then there's Jake Day. I, I like that. Can we add that to to the weekly. So now Jake Day Thursdays. We get a massage on Jake Day. You Maddie put Petty this one out into the universe and said nobody get hurt at the W. Did I? When did I say that the teaser? The teaser last the week. Teaser I last did. week. Wow. Yes. Was, uh, and and, and everything was going fine and smooth, and then Jake puts it out was into I the, the universe. Marsh? Oh man, I don't remember might, saying that. You know what it is? It was. I like how you chopped and screwed that though. It was like T Pain. I like that. You were a little, you were a little loopy from the the drugs. Or was that before? No, I recorded that the night before. I did it before intentionally because I knew. Although I wasn't as loopy, I was hoping to be like like we were being a video and we'd have fun content of me saying crazy things. Loop loopy. I was not loopy. It was fun. Did anybody record you? There was nothing to record. Our, our my buddy Mikey, you know, Mike Mikey went, but yeah, Mikey came along with me, but he, there was nothing. I was fine. Like they put me to sleep during it, but I woke up. I wasn't loopy at all. So it must've been a, you know, a lighter drug or anesthesia, but they gave me no, no painkillers, just ibuprofen, amoxicillin, and the boring stuff. Not, not the hard, the hard liquor. They gave me this, the Mike's hard lemonade instead of the white claws and the uh, high noons. <laughs> but uh, where were we now? I got about you manifesting things. This is, I, I blame oh, the WBC injuries I, I, on you. I was so surprised that you were so positive about me, like your TV. And then you made fun of me to follow. I was, I was like, where's the punchline? The punchline came. And that leads us to this. Let's talk about that. Cause the WBC, it's a debate. And I mentioned earlier, 
I've, you know, it took me a day to process and to hear Lindor and to hear players talk about what it means to them. And you pitched in it and pitched well, and it means a lot. I think it just means more. And it's hard to say that now after seeing the celebration of the USA to other countries who aren't in love with major league baseball, maybe like we are like we, I live and breathe Mets. Like to me, it's more important that the Mets win a world series than the USA win this tournament. That's once every four years. That's new that I never cared about before. And now all of a sudden I'm, uh, I love the WBC. I respect it. I understand it. I understand the pride in someone's country, Puerto Rico, Dominican. You could, you, you could relate to that more, but you know, it's a rivalry and I get it. Guys want to Puerto Ricans want to be Dominicans. That's how it is. You know, if you say I have friends, you know, if I say, Oh, you're Dominican. He's like, no, I'm Puerto Rican. It's like, you get mad. Like it is a real rivalry. So I get that, but there's gotta be a better time for it. I, I just think, I know when I say after this, the end of 162 games, well, at shot. least guys are warmed up and they're ready then. They're and I don't done. Think you, they're tired. They're not going to, I don't think play. you could do it during the season. Cause if you do it during the season, then if they get hurt during the season and lose it for the second half, I just think it's either before the world series and maybe the world series players don't play in it or right after, or like a week after the world series, the champions have the parade, they get drunk for a week and then they go play. That's when you do it. I just don't think it's the right time to do two weeks, three weeks in a spring. Guys are barely warmed up, and then you lose a player. Look, the Astros now are without Jose Altuve for two to three months. One of the best players. The Mets are without their closer that you would expect you need to go to the World Series for potentially the season. And I, I'm not going to say it again for a meaningless tournament because it does mean something. But the WBC isn't paying these guys extra. They're paid by their teams. They're not getting a salary by the WBC for this, you know, two-week tournament. The the teams are paying them. And I know you say insurance, whatever covers it, but like there are people relying on these players for a season, 162 games, the promotions, the interviews, everything that goes along with it. Not saying people losing jobs, but there are a lot of people relying on these players for a long season. And while the WBC is important to these guys. I think after the season, at least if they get hurt after the season, they got four to five to six months to recover for opening day. They get hurt in March and they miss the season. You're screwed. So like if Diaz, say Diaz gets hurt, thinking November 3rd, he gets hurt. He torn patella or whatever. He's back by the all-star break and it has a whole half a season with the Mets. So like you avoid really, unless it's torn ACL, that you're pretty much done for a full year unless you're Billy Wagner. I just think after the season makes the most sense. I get they're tired, but they had a full season under their belt. You know, the guys who didn't uh, make the playoffs or who didn't go deep in the playoffs have a little time there to rest and get ready again. They get a little two-week hiatus and then warm the arm back up. I just think you avoid injuries and you avoid frustration from the fan base when you do it after the season. Well, it happens. This tournament happens once every four years, kind of like the Olympics. So I think that's the big draw. That's the big, you know, why, why you want the best players in the world to be playing uh, for their countries and to, you know, have those bragging rights when you're playing against your teammate and you best your teammate. So many great storylines that have happened. You had a 37 year old electrician from the Czech Republic strike out Otani. When would that ever happen again? That th- those kind of things would never happen. It's a November. great thing. It's a great thing for them. No, because here's the thing. After a long season and after Otani hits 41 home runs and after Otani pitches, you know, the 30, uh, 25 starts, he's not playing more games that, like you said, are meaningless. So I don't see that happening with these star players. They already had 600 at bats. They're not going out there to do it again. Spring training, no matter what, 
Altuve was going to take spring training at bats. He was going to hit in spring training games. He got hit with a pitch that he could have or should have gotten out the way of, right? He winds up getting hit and he gets hit in the thumb. All right. That's something that is a freak accident that will happen. You're going to not have these guys have spring training games now. Like the NFL went to three games, you know, of exhibition. But it didn't. That's the thing. That's everyone's arguing that with me. Like it could have happened. They could have been walking to the pizza shop and Diaz could have torn his patellar tendon. It didn't. It happened on a celebration. Altuve gets hurt in, in a game that's not with his team that's paying him $25 million. That could have been avoided. But it couldn't have been because it could have happened in spring training the exact same way. He wasn't going to go through all But it's different if it happens in spring training. He's doing it for his team. When it happened, it's an accident. You understand it. That You understand it because he's with his team. I know it's a meaningless spring training game. With his team getting ready for the year. That's just an accidental. He faces an A-ball kid who throws 100 miles an hour who they're trying to see if they want to keep. But he's a little wild and all over the place. Ball's going up out over his head, up over his head. And that's what happened that game, too. You, you saw a little erratic uh, pitching by both sides. Um, guys got hit. And, you know, then it was it seemed like a little kind of retaliation thing. That th- This is the kind of things that happen throughout baseball no matter what time that you play it. So if you're playing the game the right way, you're taking your at-bats, you're taking the, your pitching seriously. Diaz, Diaz didn't throw any slower in spring training. He, he didn't hold back his 100-mile-an-hour fastball or his 91-mile-an-hour slider. He pitched the same exact way that he would always pitch. So it, those are freak things that have happened, right? You're, you're looking at, is it, is it uh, you know, a, a daunting thing where you don't want these players to get hurt? The players themselves uh, have banded together and said the same thing because they have been overwhelmed. The, for the guys who have not done it before, they've been overwhelmed by what this tournament is like, like guys who have been to the playoffs, you know, they they've seen this atmosphere. They've seen what this is like for guys who haven't, this is as close as you're ever going to come for a guy like myself. I had to prove that I could pitch against an all-star lineup, like the team USA. And it, it gave me a little bit more time in the big, at the big league level. It gave, it gives guys who maybe never get a crack. You know what? There's 30 other teams, uh, 29 other teams that, you know, I, I don't play for that are watching this tournament that see me pitch and maybe see something that they never got to see before. Cause I wasn't pitching against Mike Trout. I wasn't pitching against Mookie Betts. I wasn't pitching against Kyle Schwarber. So you see me get these guys out and then you say, you know what? I like this guy. There's something inside of him that doesn't show up on these stupid ass metrics, the spin rate, the exit velocity. There's something about this guy that's a gamer. I want this guy in my organization. I want this guy on my team. And you get an opportunity. Those are all great. I get that. This is what the whole thing is about. But the WBC itself, once every four years, you're not talking about every spring training. So uh, these are just freak things that happen. And they seem to always happen to Mets fans and to Mets players. And what are you going to say about Brandon Nimmo? Brandon Nimmo slid in the second base in a meaningless slide. Well, that's the thing. Everyone posts that like, look, Nimmo said he'd rather win for the Mets and not the WBC. And then look, he ends up getting hurt. I I hate that people say that. And, you know, I hate the people who are like happy, like Altuve gets hurt. And listen, Yankee fans, Inside, they're going to be happy. I mean, if you're happy, don't announce. I saw tweets. Don't announce your happy. I mean, Twitter is just a disgrace, but like, don't announce your happiness to the world. Like that someone get hurt. I hate when people root for injuries or openly, like if you're, if you're going to do it, don't tell anyone keep it in your inner mind, keep it in this, in this brain of yours and don't let it out to the world. Cause you're a fool, but yeah, that, you know, I'll just, I'll just accept it once every four years. Just do it. The amount of that guys are speaking up for it, like I can't be the, you know, I can't be the Keith Olber- Olberman old man uh, on on a stick. Like I just got to face at the moon. 
Yeah. Like I can't be the old guy. I just, I, I'm 32. I'm not 62. I don't want to be the old guy. I'm going to argue that it should be after the season, but even get like Trey Turner, these guys speaking up the excitement. Did you hear what he said though about that home run? He said it was the biggest of his life and he biggest and he, of his life. World series. Even in the, yeah. Even he had two home runs in the world series, he which said, I think like is it. alarming for major league baseball that a lot of players are saying like, this is bigger than me, than my team. It's almost like, all right, they pay me like I'm going to do my job, but winning with them doesn't as matter as much, which is a little bit concerning, I think, for the sport that these guys aren't more focused about winning for the team. But you don't get to choose. You don't get to choose who a lot of times you don't get to choose who you play for. Right. You get traded around, thrown around, mixed up. The Trey Turner got traded twice. Right. From San Diego to the Nationals, from Nationals. back. There's to- not the loyalty, especially like the old days. You don't get to more, choose. Yeah where you are. You don't get to say, I want to be a Met for life. You don't get to do that. They determine, like, you know, when it came to Lindor, he went from Cleveland. He could have been Mr. Cleveland for the rest of his career. He could have been like Derek Jeter and played there for, you know, 20 years. But they said they couldn't afford him, so they made him available. The Mets traded two players who wound up being all-stars last year, I think, or close to all-stars. They played very well. They get their Lindor, and the Mets lock him up so they have a franchise player. So now he's a Met for life. That's the way you listen to it. When you choose to play for Team USA or Team Puerto Rico or whatever it may be, you're choosing to say, you know what, for this two-week span, nothing else matters but winning this tournament. And it's such a – it's hard to put into words, Jake. I, I get it. It's it's not a World Series. But do you understand how difficult the World Series is to get to? This I mean, is already, it is 162 games. Correct. It's, it's a long – this is legit like travel baseball, the best of the best, you know, double elimination in the first round, single elimination in the second round, and you're you're seeing the creme de la creme and even like a team like Cuba where it's like these aren't household names. But man, if they could find a way to upset, you know, and and get to that final game, even just that final game, you know, Puerto Rico was at the final game, the last two WBCs. I was lucky enough to be a part of one of those teams. And you just look up and we beat Japan and it was a very close game. We wind up going into the final game and it was against the Dominican and they were the powerhouse team with the household names. And we said, what if it's us? How can we do this? How can we get this done? And it was an unbelievably fantastic ride to prove that you could do it on a big stage. And then it's over, right? You lose, you go back to spring training. And it's like, and I remember the first day I got back to spring training, it was the clocks went forward. And I was like, oh my God, I'm going to be late to spring training. Very first day I got back. And then I get there and they're like, oh, you didn't have to come in today. I'm like, wow. I was like, I was in panic mood. I thought I got there late because the clock sprung forward. But it's 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 one of those things that you don't you don't get again the lifespan of a, a professional athlete. You might get to do two of them if you're lucky. It's eight years, you know. So to have a chance to do it, to have the honor to do it, you do it. You don't look back. You don't play this game thinking I could get hurt. I could get hurt every single pitch. I don't play the game thinking I could possibly get hurt and and what would it matter? Plus one little fact, they don't get paid in spring training. So your millions and millions of dollars, you don't get paid during spring training. You guys get paid per diem. They get paid per diem. And the WBC is the same. The WBC, because of the kind of format that it is, because of all the TV revenue and all the fans that go to the games and all the revenue shares and all the sales of all the WBC merchandise, that's a pool that gets split up amongst the WBC players. So guys who are in A ball who will make nineteen hundred dollars a month and they happen to be on a wbc team that goes kind of to the finals they'll probably make forty thousand forty five thousand fifty thousand dollars just for that two weeks and so it's kind of cool you know what jake (laughs) what do you think about the wbc now i'm in screw it i'm in see you in four years
Only 36 with three kids, a puppy, a pet turtle, and a home on Long Island. Four years. No, in four years, I'll probably still be in this apartment and, and poor and doing podcasts. Um, <laughs> screw it. I'm in. And once every four years, just give it to me. I, this year, I'm not interested, but call me back in four years. We'll see. If you still got my number then, you know, I might be so big time, like you say. I might be a, a TV star. I might, I might delete your number. Amazing but true. One of the guys that get hurt in spring is Brandon Nimmo as we move on to that. A low-grain sprain to his right knee and ankle. He did it sliding into second base in a meaningless spring training game with his team <laughs> fighting for a World Series. Now he's getting called week to week, which to me is like in Mets terms is month to month. But at least it is a low-grade sprain. A high-grade would you be much more worried because those, I believe those are bad. I am no Dr. Allcheck. But I think the high grade are the bad ones. The low grades better. So we'll that, see. That sounds that sounds very educated right there. I like I like where you're at. Yeah, that Hofstra University education finally paying off. Cancel student loans. Come on, let's go. <laughs> Fifty grand a year, baby. That's what it gets me. High is worse than low, which in most aspects of life, it's the other way around. High better. Than low. Anyways, uh, and an mo. I don't expect him to be ready for opening day. Figgy, this sucks. He got the big deal. You were excited to see him lead off. I'm not going to say like, because it was a freak injury, but again, he has got hurt a lot in his career. It's unfortunate. And this is kind of just a, a wonky wonk. I like that word. Wonky, wonky, Willy wonky factory, uh, a wonky injury, but unfortunate. And it really, really hurts the Mets. If he misses time now, he's week to week, which maybe he's ready for opening day. I expect not maybe the home opener. If not, maybe end of April, but at least for the short term figgy, the Mets got to go without him. And like, what do they do here? I guess Tommy Pham is his replacement. Do you like experiment with McNeil out there? Do you put uh can in center? Do you move Marte to center? Hoping that his, you know, off season groin surgery, that he's good to play center field. Uh, you play Escobar at second. I don't know. I don't know what you do here. What's your, what's your solve for the short term? Uh, well, the, the solve, one of the biggest solves, of course, is going to be trying to figure out exactly how these pieces will work and who's your better fit in center field. Center field is a huge responsibility. There's only one man that has really done it before and done it at a high level. And that'll be Marte. Now, is he healthy enough to do it? Are you willing to risk Marte getting hurt? Just, you know, uh, patrolling center field and the extra room that there is out there with somebody on the corners who, you know, isn't as, as reliable. I don't know. I, I, I'm of the ilk that you, you kind of Tommy Pham has played center field as well. You let him go out there and you see what you can get out of him. I'm hoping Marte is 100% ready. Um, to go and, and can be that leadoff hitter that you're going to need him to be, be able to to do all the things that he he was the huge factor that the Mets were missing down the stretch. There's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. The team was totally different without just one guy. So we're talking about missing one guy, right? You're missing Diaz in the bullpen. Yeah, changes the complexity, but we you have to be winning to get to that point. When you're talking about the Mets playing and four times through the lineup and big moments, uh, chance to do something on defense, Marte seemed to have been able to do things on all facets of the game to help change the game or keep the game you know, in the Mets' favor. So uh, he, he proved how valuable he was last year. So if he's able to be 100% and go from day one, uh, consider yourselves lucky. But as we know that this is a marathon and not a sport, Sprint. And on paper, it seems great from the offseason moves that the Mets are, you know, one of the favorites to win the World Series. Things like this always happen. And you said it best, next man up, right? That's what you have to do. And it doesn't have to be a super
superstar player that's going to pick you up. It's going to be a little guy that gets an opportunity to play a little bit more than normal who holds his own. And that's all you want. You want to be able to uh, – McGill was that guy. When Jacob deGrom went down last year, McGill went into the rotation and got an opening day nod and was pitching lights out until he got hurt. So you're looking for someone like that to make the most of an opportunity and keep this team right where they need to be until those pieces come back because I don't want to rush him. I don't want to rush Marte back if he's not 110%. I don't want to rush Nimmo back just to have him back in the lineup and he's on a hobbled knee all year playing center field. That's not going to do you any good. So you have to make sure that these guys, and I think that the new regime is going to be more conducive to better communication, better um, uh, time management of, of these injuries and making sure that these guys are healthy because these guys are on, on long-term contracts. Um, it's not just a one-year thing. And this whole idea of what this team has become, their identity, isn't a one-year thing. It's not a hit or miss, this is all we got. The pitching is going to have to really prevail early on. You hope those two horses in the front can can carry the workload. And there's going to have to be somebody that steps up in Diaz's absence. Somebody's going to have to get the last three outs of the game. Yeah, we'll see how they replace Nimmo and Diaz. We'll talk next week on the preview, Figgy, about the new rules, because that's going to really help Scherzer, Verlander. They love it. Dave Robertson doesn't. You know, he says he get rid of it. So there's guys who are, you know, especially close at high intense situations who are going to want their time to lock in and figure out what they want to do, especially now at the Mets without their star closer. So one guy loves it. One guy hates it. We'll see how it plays out, but you can analyze next week when we preview the season about what that means for this Mets team. All right. Nimmo's out. Diaz is out longer. Nimmo's out shorter. Quintana's out in the middle. He'll probably be back out of the all-star break. Unfortunate. A good signing. You liked him, but now David Peterson's got to step in. Maybe Joey Lucchese's. The Mets said Bucks said they may go six starters early. Maybe Lucchese's a guy. Maybe McGill's a six starter, though you might need him as a bridge guy in the bullpen now. Uh, a lot of question marks here. Maybe Tim LaCastro makes the roster and plays center. He's speedy. You know, he could run, steal some bases. I expect Fam to be the guy. You know, what do they do at third? Beatty, Beatty's got to make the roster. I'm sorry. Like, he's he's got to be on this roster. We love Escobar, though. So Escobar, I, I want to play, but, you know, that's plays the same position. Uh, does, does that cut into Vogelbacks at bats at DH? So there are a lot of question marks with this Mets team. Does DJ Stewart now make the roster after hitting for the cycle on Sunday? Probably not. He's also a hefty fella. You know, I love the big fellas, but we'll see about him. Amazing but true. Our Mets podcast from the New York Post, Jake Brown at Nelson Figueroa. We got a little bit more to do here on the show. When we come back, we'll play a little sounder coming up. But after that, we will go over the Mets promotions. There's a lot of good ones this year. And we'll go over our favorites next on Amazing But True. You see the Black Panther giveaway night? That's a must-have. I might have to get one of those. All right, we're back on Amazing But True. Mondays and Thursdays, make sure you're subscribed. And subscribe to the New York Post Sports YouTube. You can watch this show as pictures will flash and things will flash on the screen. Uh, you never know what you'll get in the video version. And if you're an audio person, if you know someone said, oh, this would be perfect for my shop right commute on Saturdays. I'm like, Saturday's a little late. I mean, now I guess you'd be like, Saturdays will be like five days later if you're listening to Monday show. But listen, while if you're shopping for, you know, pastrami while listening to Amazing But True, thanks. Thanks for listening. Thank you. Thank you. To uh, shop right and uh, the grocery store and the produce aisle. I, I, I hate to say it. I even miss broccoli a little bit. I've been incorporating broccoli in my diet. I can't even make my healthy dinners. Anyways, 
let's talk about promotions here. We'll be there Thursday as we hopefully eat food. I'll have to eat it in the center of my mouth probably uh, to avoid any ruptures of blood clots back there. <laughs> the stitches. TMI, bro. TMI. Out. The Mets have changed things this year. For the first time, they are doing a lot of their best from and listen to the best year promotions on weekdays, which I know from listen, for me, it doesn't get me as mad because I live 15 minutes from the stadium and I, you know, we don't have a normal like nine to five where I'm in the city in an office till 536. And I rush to the game and you gotta get there early because promotions anyway. I get why people are mad. There's people who live in Jersey or working all day who can't make it till you know first pitch who are now going to miss out on these promotions. And the Mets have changed it from first 25,000 to first 15,000. I have a theory where they might have 25,000 and I don't know this. So this is an insider info, but I think they will keep 10,000 on hold and maybe do it certain weekends. So the remaining 10,000 will say, come out Saturday. We got 10,000 more, uh, what kind of forever Starling Marte bobbleheads? Let's give those out. So I, I I feel like that could be, but maybe because the promotions are so good, they had to do less. But we'll see. Anyways, a lot of good promotions, Figgy, this year. You know, let's just go through them. You know, they'll start off Saturday, April eighth. Uh, we'll be there. City Field replica, beautiful. Love a good replica. That's always in the favorites. But my top ones are this. I love the jersey, the Mets as different sport jersey giveaways. Those are so cool to me. Something I'll wear. I'll wear on this show. I can replace up here. By the way, how do you like this? This new setup looks so much more professional than a cheap hanger that hanging behind my wall. Like the thing is, I had to reorganize a lot to make this happen. So that, shout out to my roommate for helping me. He helped put like a hammer in the wall to put this as well as nice. above me. So he did uh, did a lot. As Hart said, this episode is sponsored by ADHD. Uh, still haven't got prescribed. Uh, season four, still no prescriptions. Uh, it's because uh, you have to go there. They don't come to you. You would think in my normal physical, they check like to see if you have ADHD. Like Doesn't the blood... You know when they hold a pen and they just check your eyes? That's not what they're doing. They, with you, it's like a little kid. They just do it back and forth. Doesn't and like the blood work tell you you have ADHD? No. <laughs> can, they, can they take your blood and determine if you have ADHD? Like what, like, like what doctor do I no, go no, no. to? No, no, no. We're not going as a rabbit hole. We're not going as a rabbit hole. Stay All focused. Right, promotions. Back to promotions. <laughs> um, I love the jerseys. So... Those are my favorites. There's a Mets basketball jersey, a Mets soccer jersey, a Mets football jersey, and a Mets hockey jersey, and then the Buck Showalter-inspired windbreaker. My hope is to be at all those. I mean, I'll probably be at every promotion all year. Let's be real. Outside of you know uh, my brother's bachelor party in Miami that weekend, I, I don't think they're home that weekend, so I'm set. I have a wedding weekend. I'm going to miss fireworks night and the Mets Hall of Fame. And then I like the Pete Alonzo-inspired uh, neon sunglasses, but... Those are my favorite. We'll go through. So Saturday's a replica. Saturday the 29th is the Handmade by Robots Unit Knit Series. These I could live without. These I actually have nightmares looking at them, Figgy. If you look at the site of the pictures, the the back-to-back weekends, they'll do the Mr. Met and then the following weekend, Mrs. Met. Uh, we'll go through April and May. I'll get your thoughts. I love the Francisco Lindor grass growing bobblehead that is a cool looking bobblehead i love the hair that's a good one and then the is first that not one, a chia pet yeah it looks like a chia pet a little bit you can't say chia pet anymore is, is that, is that, is that true? frowned upon 
I, I, I'm asking for a friend. It's like you can't say Cracker Jacks. You got to say Cracker Jills. I mean, I, I can't figure out the world anymore these days. The first weekday promotion is a good friend of the program, which I love, Wednesday, May 31st. And this is going to get people angry who can't attend, is the Howie Rose Sound bobblehead. And it's basically him with the headset. And I guess they didn't have time to make a Keith Rad bobblehead yet. His, the new, uh, his new uh, comrade who we'll have on the show, his partner in crime. Shout out to Keith for uh, working his way from the Brooklyn Cyclones to the Mets. I really like that Howie Rose sound bobblehead. April and May, Figgy, what do you like? Oh, I mean, I like so far the ones that you touched on are, are those, I think, iconic ones that you want to get every year or every chance that you can. Um, you know, the Lindor being the franchise player, that's a cool one. It's a little interactive. I like the fact that these bobbleheads aren't just the typical bobblehead. You hit it and it just does things. So there's a little bit more interaction. Um, what was it? The Pete Alonso was the one that had the interchangeable pieces where he was a polar bear. He wasn't a polar bear kind of thing. I think the head came off or something like that. There's always there's always little cool things like that, and they're getting better and better with them. I love the bucket hat, but I just let's be real. I don't think it's gonna fit my big head. Like I know I'm gonna the next one they gave it away. It says one size fits most. Yeah, it fits fits most, but not big fat ball guys. By the way, I mean I lost five pounds I think during this uh, post wisdom teeth uh, with eating less, which is which is the one positive. But I don't think that bucket hat's gonna fit me. I like the the back to back night. So it's interesting. The weekdays are gonna be tough for people, but they're giving out some of the best ones. Like the Marte one is great. That's Monday, June twenty sixth, and then the next day is Mister Meta's Indiana Jones, and you get why you're gonna sell more tickets that way. But when it's first 15,000, I don't know how much more tickets you're going to sell because I don't know if people are camping out or instead they're skipping happy hour and going to City Field to get the promotion. It's going to be tough. I like that one. I love, again, the basketball jersey. I like the soccer, the football. I'm going to hopefully go for all those jerseys. The Edwin Diaz trumpet bobblehead. I mean, I love it, but it's just depressing now looking at it. It's so sad because it is beautiful. But he won't be on the mound there in August when it comes out. And then a lot of them, you don't have the pictures yet. The Max Scherzer inspired two-tone sunglasses will be cool. The Kode Sanga glow-in-the-dark ghost forkball. I want to see how that looks. Maybe we'll have the inside scoop Thursday when we go. The corduroy hat will be cool. But those are some of the favorites. I would say my top five, Figgy, would be the Lindor bobblehead, the Mets basketball jersey, the Mets football jersey, the Marte Black Panther bobblehead, and I'm going to say the Buck Showalter windbreaker because I'd love to interview Buck you know, on the field in September wearing the windbreaker he wears while he wears it. One's older, has hair, and is wiser. The other, dumb, bald, and and me. But it would, it would be cool uh, to do that. So those are some of my favorites. I love all your choices. I think that you can't go wrong when it's a promotional item. There's not too many there that you're like, ah, I hope I don't get something like that. You'll be at most of them, so I'll get to live vicariously through you. Yeah, I'm hoping, you know, if I'm not there or, or don't get the first 15,000, that someone will, you know, that's the only thing. eBay prices are going to be crazy on these because there's less of them. People are going to be selling them on the open market. You know, always have the people outside like $20 for promotion or they'll hold up a sign begging for a promotion. So uh, the fight is on. People are going to be tackling children to try to get bobbleheads. So, you know, be safe out there. In these when you say people, flushing. not me, but there will be de- degenerate people doing so we'll close out this episode of amazing but true sponsored by adhd next i don't want to mispronounce a chipotle right because i think i said chip something that was wrong i think half our team was in there last night you can order on your phone do you know that 
That says goodnight to episode 130 of Amazing But True, our Mets podcast from the New York Post. Thanks to you, Jake and Andrew Hartz, and the intern, Josh Crawford, for producing the show. As always, subscribe to Amazing But True on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts. Subscribe to the New York Post Sports YouTube page to watch our pretty faces. Follow us on Twitter at Amazing But True, at Figgy and Y, and at Jake Brown Radio. Well, we will be back next Monday for our season preview show. We'll have a special guest. And then the following week, we'll begin the twice a week. So stay tuned for that. Lots of good guests. Don't forget, catch Astoria, home opener, live podcast after the game, 6 p.m. Hang out with the both of us. Have some beers. Have a drink. Have some food. Come from the game. We'll be at the game. And we hope to see you there. We'll have a special Mets guest. Stay tuned for who that will be. A few more live pods at some point this year. Figgy, good luck this season coaching with the Long Island Ducks. You and Wally Backman. I'm either going to lose my lung or my liver this summer. I'm, I'm well prepared. Oh, I plan to, I don't know, hearts. We got to make the two-hour trek. I did not realize how far is that East Islip is, even from me in Astoria. It is a hike to get there, but I want to have a drunken night with Figgy and Wally Backman because I'm sure the stories, I mean, him sober, I assume he was sober <laughs> on this podcast, had some things to say about Sandy Alderson. He was ripping. I want to see him him hammered and uh, I plan to make that happen and I plan to maybe try out for the Long Island Ducks I think that's April 15th no, no, no. there's no maybe you're, you're already your name is on the list the more I've thought about it I'm like this could really be bad and like especially if we get actual video hearts is busy so if we don't have a videographer I just, I, I just might not do it now videographer dude I have a camera I will be following you laughing the whole way let me hit the gym a couple of times and, and check my range of that's motion. about the only thing you can hit Put me at put me yeah that's true. Put me at second base. Let's just do fielding. Like if I do well fielding, I make the team, or at least I'm I'm the ball boy or like a water boy. That would be cool. Let me be a ball boy for a day. Oh, we shall see. But that one is another guarantee as well. I'll get you out there on the field. All right, and then PA announcer for a day. Sorry, you know our guy uh, Peter Schwartz. Let me take that gig for a day and be now pitching Nelson Figueroa, and he ruptures his lung on the field. All right, folks, we'll be back for a season preview of edition of Amazing But True next Monday. And as always, Figgy will close out this edition of the show with our three favorite words. And it's always tough to do at the same time on Zoom. Three, two, one. I love you. Oh, I love you, too. That's so sweet. Good night. I don't think it's going to fit my big head.